This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. From your TV, find AMI Audio, Westman Channel uh, 89, and Bell Alliance Channel 66. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Programs Kelly and Company, your hosts, Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hanging out with you on your Tuesday as we work our way through our program. Let's check in with uh, Lucia Belafonte. This is our parenting talk that we do once a month, so we welcome her on board. Are you ready to learn, laugh, and maybe even cry a little? I'm Lucia Belafonte. Thanks for joining me on Kelly and Company, where both kids and parents can expect to grow in confidence and courage. Welcome back, Lucia. And have to say earlier in the program, commented on the fact that I'm pretty sure Ram and I will have some things to say along with you here in... in <laughs> Agreeance, um, because of the level of importance. I always like to say to people, for people learning independence, cooking and, and mobility are really, really, for those of us with low vision or no vision, really important. However, you may yes. have trumped that depending on what we get into today. So what's on the agenda for today? Oh, my gosh. So happy to be here with both of you. On the agenda is organizational skills. And you've touched on it because I think organizational skills help a child throughout their lifetime. It fosters independence, responsibility, self-regulation, and, of course, self-confidence. Yeah, there's a, a lot to say about all of this stuff. So where can we, but specifically parents, begin mm -hmm. in this part of the conversation? Well, I think you can begin, you know, when the child is, is young, right? That would be great. Um, and you can begin at any point as well. So having said that we begin when the child is young, remember that you can start a new journey at any point in time. But you can begin by having your child be responsible for their own belongings. And that means their toys, their clothing, their books, um, maybe even helping to set the table. And that could be a full table setting or perhaps just placing one item that they're going to use, like a spoon for everyone at the table. Um, and, you know, if we're talking about raising a child who is blind or partially sighted, remember that you can teach with hand over hand or hand under hand techniques. And always, as the adult, you want to be kind, gentle and patient. Remember, working on one skill at a time. Because we're going to think of this as foundational work. Regardless of when we're starting, if we think of organization as foundational work, it makes it easier for the adult and the child. As much as possible, too, we want to have the child have control over the choices and decisions that are being made, even regarding to organization. And this, of course, will foster feelings of ownership and pride. For sure. And... I, I think if you don't feel 
there's a necessarily a way of making the mistake when doing it, organizing, mm-hmm. whatever it might mean. Yeah. But there is a, a general order to doing something. However, yes. there are those exceptions with that order of it doesn't necessarily mean each toy has to go back in the chest the same way they, they came out or the way you had them last time. However, you sometimes do have to understand that things fit a certain way when we when we do things. Is, is there a way to help make that organizational really be more of a successful thing for both adult and child? I think so. I think like I like the idea of, of the toys. So, you know, we learn as we go through life that the, the best way to avoid difficulties is to plan ahead, right? So with the with the toys, if we have the space and a place to put everything back and we can sort them accordingly, then it makes life easier. And that would mean for sorting, either having a bin or a basket, or uh, we used to say at school, a home for each item. And, you know, we talked about involving the child in this. So sit with your child and regardless of age, talk about how you want and they want to organize their toys. You know, it might be organized by everything that's big or everything that's small goes into one bin or one container. And that's fine. And then, Kelly, that's to your point. It doesn't matter at that point what you're putting away first, but what matters is where items are going. And where items are going to be placed is not so much because, you know, we want to control everything, but it's to help the organization. It's to help the child know where things can go and also where they can go then on their own to get that item back. And so when you work together and come up with a plan together, I think you'll be really successful. And you talked a little bit too, you mentioned about the order of things. Um, And when I always think about um, learning in a very natural way. So let's say you've asked your child to set the table. One of the things we remember as an adult is, again, be kind and gentle. And remember, our reactions will make a big difference. We don't need to get upset. It's not a big deal if the child decides to bring the spoon before the fork. Nothing's going to happen. What if your child decides to put down the placemat or a tablecloth first? Uh, Sorry, not first, but second, but puts down the dishes and then the placemat or a tablecloth. Well, it's not a big deal. What's going to happen? The child's going to learn that that's not going to work. And then it gives you the opportunity as the adult to talk about things like planning ahead or sequencing. Mm -hmm. And it's great because these skills are, you know, invaluable, not only in that moment, but later on planning in life. But this is a really nice, natural, safe way to learn that sometimes it's important to go in sequence or to think about what we're going to do in the order that we're going to do things in. It's a really, really great example of, Mm. um, you know, how to create that safe learning experience, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. there, you're there to help, you're there to suggest and maybe be there to answer some questions as the the adult or or the parent. Um, but yeah, your, your child can totally just go with it and, and realize on their own, oh, okay, it would make more sense to do it this way or whatever. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Is there another way to help make organizational success easier for both the adult and the child? 
Ah, well, I always say, you know, arrange and maintain personal space and shared spaces. So we we have a limited time. So I'd like to share with the audience that, you know, of course, you can take everything that we're that I'm suggesting today and break it down and continuously break it down. But let's say we look at personal and shared spaces. We want to use that to optimize um, ease, safety and independent access. So to set up a space for success, you want to make certain that there's enough room, let's say, in a drawer for a child to put their clothing away. It's not going to be um, advantageous if there isn't enough space for everything to fit. So if there's too much clothing, then, of course, you know yourself, if you go into your closet or into a drawer and it's messy because there's not enough space, that's not going to facilitate ease and independent access for your child, particularly if that child is a child who is blind. We want to make certain things fit. Another idea is we can use bins for different clothing items. So, for example, socks, underwears, uh, or in different bins than T-shirts and pants. Braille labels. We talked about Braille before. If your child is learning Braille, you could have the full um, name for it, but then focus on the first letter, for example, um, in a drawer. And you can see, of course, there's the overlapping of skills, but organization is also personal, and we can remember that, right, when we're organizing. Um, arranging items in the kitchen. We talk about thinking later on about being independent and being able to cook and clean up after ourselves. You know, Starting in one room and then in one area of the room, I think, is a great way for an adult or caregiver to begin when attempting to organize. Really, it's your family space for success as a family and then success for that individual child. And remember, we want to place items where the child can reach them independently, but we also want to pay attention to the items that are there. We want to keep things that are not safe out of reach, right? That goes without saying. Um, a helpful tip I find is, you know, as a sighted person, I don't need to pay attention to where something goes and necessarily put it back in the same spot all the time. But that is so critical for a child or a person who is blind. And so if you're sighted, how about maybe making some visual labels or pictures for yourself and the other members of your family so that you all know to put everything back in the same space. It makes life so much easier for a child then to know that they can count on that item being in that location when they get it. And that goes for like the laundry room the bathroom mm -hmm. um kitchen right so well, also how ahead. important it is mm -hmm. overall going through life so that you're not dropping yes. things wasting so much time trying to find yes. things and also being yep. disrespectful in any any yes. location whether it's your mom's home your 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 friends whatever it might be yep. you're returning things as as my family say would you put it back where you got it from and right. that's as simple as that. Of course, you had the luxury of calling them out on it when they didn't do it as well. Yes. Because um, it's so important. Last bit of advice, Lucia, what do you have for yeah. us? Well, I would say really begin with one room, one space at a time. That way it's not overwhelming for the adult. It's not overwhelming for the child. 
And also this applies for a classroom or daycare center as well, right? You begin with one space, one area at a time. And if you've just had a child, this is great because now is the perfect time to begin moving forward as your child ages to think of one space, one area at a time. And then you keep your child's age in mind. If your child is older and let's say organization has been a challenge, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? Some things are not working well. Let's get together. Let's have a family meeting. And of course, we're going to be patient and kind and gentle. We're going to have a family meeting, sit down together and discuss how we can all move forward together and make life better for everyone. And then you begin with one room, one space at a time. Talk about how and what you need. And remember that it doesn't need to be perfect from the very beginning. We're going to tweak things. We're going to perfect things as we go along because it's only as we're moving forward that we know what's working and what's not working for us, right? We, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, that's the thing. It is kind of a lifelong journey you know as you go through yeah. I think of all the different stages we go through in mm-hmm. life you know uh, and things change we change our methods and approaches change as we get exposed to uh, you know how other people do things that might influence you know and impact the way that you decide you want to organize things um, I know when I when I moved out of my parents' house mm-hmm. for the first time and realized, oh my, there are to- totally different ways of doing things in my own yes. life. Um, and, and that's pretty interesting too, which, which is also where the patience comes along, right? Right. But that's a, a lovely point because if we can help, I think it's beautiful if we can help a child realize that there's more than one way of doing something. And that's why I like the idea of collaborating, right? When we're planning for that success. So let's say we're going to begin in the child's bedroom. And that's always a great place to begin because it's their space. Let's get that child's input. And then when they make a suggestion, whether or not you think it's going to work, you can try it, of course, if it's keeping safety in mind. And then beyond that point, you can make your suggestion so that from that point, the child is learning, hey, there's two ways of accomplishing the same goal, right? And that's okay. So I always say, you know, start small, grow big, and uh, just be patient with each other and know that that organizational skill is a lifelong learning skill, but you're going to set the foundation for future success when you help your child today for tomorrow. Yeah. And learning that flexibility and hopefully you have that, that understanding how important, especially if we're talking a low vision or blind child, it is Mm -hmm. pretty important. It is something to learn. It saves you a lot of time later when you're putting things down. Where did I put that? Well, if you're used to putting it in, it's one or two places. Then you have a little less time wasted looking and checking those places. Lucia, of course, thank you. A wonderful topic. Thanks. Take care. Have a great rest of the week. You betcha. Uh, We'll catch up with uh, Lucia Belafonte on the fourth Tuesday of the month when we talk parenting right here on Kelly and Company. Up next, our book club. We review The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne, recommended by Catherine Vatcher, who will be joining us on the panel in a couple of minutes right here on Kelly and Company. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books. 
where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.